1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of
0: America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms to Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms of preteens, teens, and young adults. My mission is to first and foremost support, and encourage you, mom, so that you can live well and reclaim your life. Two, the show will help you have the best possible relationships with your teens so that you can communicate, motivate, and guide them effectively and actually enjoy them. And third, I will bring you top-notch guests who will share the newest in adolescent research and trends so you can be prepared and aware of what your teens are facing today. Always, you will leave each episode armed with practical parenting tips. Welcome back, everyone, to the 204th episode of Power Your Parenting, Moms with Teens podcast. I'm Colleen O'Grady, the host of the show. Moms, how would you like to find more time for yourself? Would you like to find some tried and true systems that can help you get rid of the chaos and bring order peace and joy to your home? Well, I interview the perfect guest who is the founder of Mama Systems. But before we jump into this, I wanted to share a great opportunity for you. One of the joys of my life is getting to meet so many of you in my online programs and to be able to coach you personally in a group setting. And why do I love it? Well, I'll tell you. Because in these programs, I meet with you for seven weeks in a row, I see so many moms go from frustrated, discouraged, to feeling empowered, getting some I feel good energy back and having a relationship with their tween and teen that they didn't think was possible. The first time I launched Power Your Parenting was about 10 years ago, and it was powerful then. But every year, it just seems to get better and better. You may be wondering, what is it? What is the Power Your Parenting program? Well, it's for a small group of moms so that I really can get to know you on our once-a-week meetings. But there's so much more. Every day, you get a message from me in a PDF form or an audio recording where you can focus on one aspect of parenting and your life for seven weeks. This daily support, plus being with like-minded moms and my support, help you experience real change that will last. Moms, I know so many of you just kind of fall into a place, you lose hope, and I don't want you to lose hope, or I don't want you to give up, or I don't want you to settle and tolerate things that you don't have to tolerate. I know you are all busy, so this program was designed for Busy Moms. If you're interested, you can email me at colleen at com. Colleen has two L's and two E's in it. If you have a or teen and you are tired of being so stressed or worried or frustrated, if you want a better connection with your teen, if you want to start enjoying your life again, if you'd like someone to bounce ideas off of, I think this program is for you. So again, email me at colleen, c o l l E-E-N at dialdownthedrama.com and tell me that you're interested and I'll give you all the information. The reason I invited this guest today is because she walks her talk. Laura Hernandez, home management coach and founder of Mama Systems, is the mother of 10 children. Yes, 10 children. In just five years, her and her husband added six children to their family, three biological and three through adoption. Four of her kids attend public school, and they have homeschooled five children. And Laura also manages 20-plus appointments a week for her four special needs children. Laura is passionate and dedicated to helping women bring more peace to their homes, designing customized systems that help a family run more smoothly and reduce a mother's daily workload is Laura's specialty. So welcome, Laura Hernandez. I'm so glad to be here with you. Yes. All right. So can you tell us a little bit about you? And I know that you're a mom and I know that you have kids. And can you tell us the ages of your kids?
1: Yeah. So I am a mom in the Dallas area. We have 10 kiddos and like, that's the number after nine, that's how many we have. And their ages are 16, 14, 13, 12,
0: 11, 10, 9, 8, 6, and 3. Oh my
1: gosh. Yeah. It's really fun. We have a fun, busy household.
0: Yes, and we are recording on a day that my sister lives in Dallas and you live in Dallas. So I know that everything is snowed in, iced in, and you have a home full of children.
1: (laughs) I don't know what to do when we're all stuck inside all day. It's kind of like (laughs) during the pandemic, it was fine because we have lots of land and everybody can
0: run around, but the ice cold is like, I don't don't know, we're just going to watch movies all day? Yes, yes. Wow. So you are the owner of Mama Systems. So how did you get interested in that?
1: Yeah, so I started this business after a while. So our kind of our bigger family story is that we had just had our fifth biological child and then we adopted three more right after that. So within a six month period, we went from four kids to eight kids. And we also added a cross country move in there and a home remodel and then there biological sibling came to live with us for about two months after he was born. And so it was kind of chaotic. And I felt very much like I was living in survival mode and wanted to get out of that as quickly as possible. And so I finally, you know, you read all the books and podcasts and all the things, but nothing seemed to fit our family. I felt like we're way too unique to have anybody have written a book about us. And so um, I had to kind of create our own systems. And the process that I went through is now the process that I get to help other moms go through as I coach them to create systems for their homes, because what I've learned is that every family is so unique. Mm. I mean, I know that that sounds very simple and basic, but just your different personality type, mine, like our kids, their personality types, how our house is set up, our schedules, like what we value as a family, everything is so unique. And so I get to help moms kind of really figure out what they value,
0: what they want to be implementing in their homes and how to, just create that place where they want to be. So how would you start off with a mom? So mom like contacts you, like, what do you do? Yeah, so we set up a discovery call just to make sure that we're a good fit because
1: I may not be the best coach for you and that's perfectly fine. I may not be for everybody, but we first, after we dive in, we start to assess what is going on in your life. So we would look at all of your all of your commitments, all of the things that you're doing all day, kind of where you're spending your time, where you're spending your energy. And we really kind of grade those on a scale of like, does this bring me life? Does this drain me? Or do I feel neutral about it? Is it something that just has to get done and I don't really care one way or the other? And so those things that are draining, our goal is to get them off your plate as quickly as possible. So we do that by eliminating them like, getting rid of them altogether, or automating them and making it super easy, or delegating it and giving the tasks to someone else. And when those things are done, and all of those draining tasks are off your plate, then you have room and space and time for the things that you really want to plan and prioritize, like self-care and spending time with, with family and pouring into your kids and pouring into your marriage, like whatever those things are, we can create that space for it.
0: Give us an idea of what are some of the systems that could help moms. Yeah, so what I like to think about a system, like
1: if I were going to give you a definition, yes, it would what be- what is a system? <laughs> a system would be anything that you don't have to think about. So our goal is to get your brain power like out of this scenario. So all of our lives, I feel like we're constantly making decisions. Not, I feel like we are constantly making decisions. That's a fact. And we suffer from decision fatigue for a good majority of our day of just feeling like, We can't make another decision. If a kid asks another question, we might scream. Like just the constantness of being a mom and having to manage a household and all of those things, it's just so constant. So the things that we can put in place that get rid of that decision fatigue, where the decision's already made on how something's going to get done or how something's going to happen, like that is a system. And we want to put as many of those in place as possible to free you up, so that you're that you have more freedom in your mind, and your body, and your soul, um, so that you can really show up as your best self. Yeah. So what?
0: So what are, what are some
1: systems? I'm yeah, so sorry so
0: what, to I answer that question that you originally <laughs> asked. Um, yeah. What are those systems? Like, have you ever heard of the Colby A test? Yeah. No. What is that? Well, it kind of shows you what your work style is, and there are four main types, and so. One is fact finder, one is follow through, one is quick start, and one is implementer. And so it grades you from a one to 10, 10 being the highest of that work style and one being the lowest. So my work style would be about three on a fact finder, three on the follow through nine on the quick start and four on implementer. So I am really good at starting new things, an idea person, entrepreneur type. When I know that, then I know I need people who can help me with things like follow through. And so that if you don't have, like you said, you just don't have to keep thinking and redoing it over and over again. So I think for some moms who might be just systems people, but I think a lot of moms are not. So we can't even imagine where a system could be. I love that. How question. would you how would you find an area where you needed a system? Yeah, so I the fun part of my my job is like I see it as more like
1: a puzzle. Like I see where the overwhelm is. And I think that's where we need to start. So whatever feels most overwhelming to you, that's where I want to start. And so if that's getting kids out the door in the morning, then it probably means we need to figure out a good morning routine and therefore a good evening routine as well, um, because that's the most stressful time of day. So we want to relieve that. So we have a little bit more space to kind of then tackle some other things in our day. If dishes or laundry or all the papers that come into the house, if those are the most overwhelming things. I'm going to help the mom think through different ways that they can get those things organized in their home and different systems to put in place like batch working that they can put in place to really um, stay on top of those tasks on a weekly basis and not fall behind. And so batch working is like my favorite thing in the
0: whole world. So tell me about batch working.
1: Yes. So it's where you complete like tasks in one given time slot. So if I were doing laundry per se, we have a laundry day at our house where we do all the laundry all in one day. On that day, I'm not cleaning. I'm not trying to prep food. I'm going to do an easy meal because laundry is such a big task at our house. I'm I'm going to keep everything else as simple as possible. So that way all of my focus and attention can be on getting laundry done. And for the most part, that just means I'm going in, like I have timer set and I'm just going in and out and changing out laundry. And then I've delegated things out to my kids. So my kids are bringing the laundry to me and then they're putting their laundry away. And so really, I'm just spending the majority of my time doing our laundry and doing it in the batch working way opposed to what was um, when I had just four kids. I felt like I was doing laundry all the time. There was always something that needed to be started, switched out, folded, put away. Like just, it was just constantly on my mind of like, I need to do this. I need to do this. But when I moved over to batch working and putting it all in one space in that one time slot in the day, I've gone down to like doing 30 minutes with 10 kids which is just kind of mind blowing to me of like doing twice as much of that every day with four and now only doing 30 minutes of laundry with 10 kids. And so, wow. Yeah. It's things like that where you can just focus all of your attention on one task and really just knock it out. You have so much more time in your week because you're not jumping from task to task and trying to do two things
0: at once or three things at once, you know? So how do you get your kids to implement it? I mean, how do how do you get them to kind of go along with your plan? Yeah, Um, I think you need to be really clear about your plan first, because if you're not clear,
1: they're for sure not going to be clear on what you're talking about. And so figuring out what your plan is and what you want to happen is kind of the, the main starting point so that way you can communicate it clearly to them. So anytime we like switch up things in our home, so if it's like summer break now, and so they don't have afternoon activities or whatever, whatever that switch up is, we'll always sit down together at the table. And um, I like to talk to my family as a team. Like we, we are a team and we work together as a team and that's how we're going to show up. We're going to look out for each other and we're going to be a team. We're all going to pitch in. And so on that, we kind of have a team meeting and I'll go over if anything's changing in anybody's schedule or routines or responsibilities. We'll go over all those things together so that we're all on the same page. Set really clear expectations with a with a chart. So everybody has it written down of what they're supposed to be doing. And on that chart, it may just say pick up room, but they know what I mean by pick up room. I want their toys to be picked up. I want their blankets on their bed. I don't care if their bed's like made like a military style or anything I just want the stuff up off the floor and so we've made all those expectations abundantly clear
0: so that way they know what's expected of them so your oldest kid is what you say 16 Mm -hmm. so you have tweens and teens a lot of them yes and they will go with this
1: yes and granted we've been doing it a long time but I think that when when mamas that I coach are just starting out I will often tell them just to be honest and vulnerable with our kids and it's kind of a scary place to be sometimes, but just saying like, Hey guys, I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm doing this all the time and I'm picking up after you and I'm trying to make dinner and I'm trying, I want to, I want our house to be this peaceful place and just really sharing your heart of like your vision for the home and maybe just some of your weariness and some of your overwhelm. I think our kids have a lot more compassion than we give them credit for. And I think they respond a lot better at least my kids do respond a lot better to, Hey guys, I really just need your help today. I'm having a hard day. Um, or Hey, this just is really overwhelming to me. Can you guys, can we break this up and, and work together as a team on this instead of like, you get in there and clean your room right now? Like instead of like barking orders at them, you know? Uh-huh. And so um, I think just adding that piece of vulnerability in mm. creates a great intimacy with your whole family, but then also is very helpful in them having compassion and empathy for you and wanting to jump in as
0: a team player. That's wonderful. So yeah, and Dial Down the Drama, I talk about having a team meeting and coming up with a family mission statement. Yeah. So do you get your kids to kind of buy into the mission statement? Do they have, say, what they want the house to be like? Um,
1: yes and no. I'm, my older ones do, for sure. Our, we have four right in the middle that are all special needs buddies. And so I think just that concept is way right it's kind of way beyond them but my older kids have have bought into the wanting a peaceful home and wanting it to be picked up and nice like when friends come over they want it to be presentable and um and they want to be hospitable to others and so we just try to create that environment among them while
0: alongside that teaching them
1: so using our words but also showing them how that's done
0: Yeah. And so it's not only you have 10 kids, you have four special needs kids. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) They're in there. So have you always been good at systems? That's a really great question. I've always liked
1: things orderly. I remember as a kid, like wanting my room to be nice and picked up and and clean when friends came over and like wanting things a certain way. Um, But I don't know if I really understood systems or... I'm not sure when that really came into play. I think it was the joy of having so many kids is that it's gotten me to like a rock bottom a lot faster than most, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so I, I'm like, I know the value of asking for help and I'm gonna ask for help. I know that I can't do it all on my own. Like, I know mm-hmm. that I need these systems to be able to function and to be able to implement the things that I wanna be able to implement in our home. Um, I, I just have that, that real need for those things now. Whereas yeah. I think maybe when I had just just four or so, like it wasn't well, I'm, bit, just, I mean, I'm just, sorry.
0: No, I'm just laughing at just four. I mean, I had just one and that was plenty. So Well, yeah, but I guess in my mind it was like four was super easy and then we got uh-huh. four more and then
1: it became really hard. And so it's kind of like a before and after. So I think everybody kind of has their like after number three came or whatever. Everybody has a line where they kind of reach their threshold and then pass it, you know? Yes. And so that's what I meant by that yeah so when you have like less children or less you're not pushed as much there's not that desire or that need so much for the
0: systems yeah so what other things can moms batch work Ooh. I mean I get so geeked out talking about batch working I um, no, that's good
1: everything everything so meal prepping doing all of your chopping vegetables all of that all in one day like all in one hour time instead of pulling up like if you just think about it as um, going to the grocery store when you're going to eat a meal if every time you made a list went to the grocery store came home cooked the meal and then you were done and then you went back to the grocery store the next day for the next thing like and just kind of repeated that you kind of see how ridiculous that would be to go for every meal to the grocery store Um, and that's kind of like what the opposite a batch working is because you're doing all of it at once. You're doing all of your grocery shopping at one time. Um, you're doing all of your meal planning at one time. You're chopping all of your vegetables at one time. You're prepping for all of your meals at one time. So you're just getting stuff out one time. Then you can make your big mess and then clean it all up at one time. It just saves so much time and so much energy and you're able to focus better and, and concentrate on just that one task. And it's great. Um, so we, batch work that. I batch work all my office tasks for the home. So different things like making appointments, checking email or emailing teachers, signing papers, all the, all the things that kind of pile up around the house, those all get done on office day. We clean, we have a cleaning day and we get all of our cleaning done in one morning, have kids help me with that. Um, so we delegate and have that system of automation of every week we do this. And so those are some of my favorites. I also love having just kind of the placeholder of project a project day in there so that I know that I have a time and a space to organize the kitchen or fix fix the sprinklers outside, like whatever whatever the tasks are that pop up in the middle of the week. And you're like, shoot, I need to do that. Those all have a place in my week. So I know where they belong.
0: So are they like the same day every week? Yes, and that helps with that decision fatigue because you already have a plan of what you're going to do and when you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. So then your your kids and your teens just kind of know this is just what we do as a family. Yes. Wow. So what are some tried and true systems that will help bring mama's peace and joy in their home? Yeah, I think definitely batch working is one of them. And then creating, creating rhythms in your day.
1: And how I like to think about rhythms and schedules. Cause I think a lot of times people kind of get turned off by the word schedules. I don't like it. It sounds very confining, but in fact, I find that like the schedule or the rhythm or the routine that we have in place brings us so much freedom. And one of the things that I'm like, I guard with my whole heart is my morning time in the morning. I'm like, I don't want anybody talking to me. I don't want anybody. Everybody still needs to be asleep when I wake up. And I need to have my coffee, I need to be able to read. So I know that that time is like guarded for me because I know I need that. And so I've gotten really clear on the things that I value and the things that I want to to have in my day and have in my week that I need for myself to bring me life. And once I figured that out, it makes everything else kind of easier to say no to because I've already figured out my yeses and what I, I want to implement.
0: How long do you have your morning time where no one can bother you? 45 minutes. So it's not, okay. not forever, but it's, it's a good chunk of time and I
1: really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. So that's that's one of my anchors. Our lunchtime is another anchor where I can sit down. We, we homeschool a few of our kids. And so we can sit down in the middle of the day and kind of touch base and see where we all are and what we need and um, just kind of how things are going. And then our final anchor is five o'clock. We have five o'clock jobs at our house and that's kind of when everybody does. All, their, all of their responsibilities and one of those responsibilities is then getting ready for dinner. So it kind of all leads into to dinner time. And that's, that's our final anchor of the day where we can touch base and check in with everybody and see how everybody gets a
0: chance to talk and everybody gets a chance to listen to everybody else and hear how we're all doing. So how do you do your check-in at dinner? Yeah, um, you know, I used to feel very... <laughs> I would listen to people talk about
1: the intellectual conversations they were having around the dinner table with their kids. And I would be really envious of that and really wanted that. Like, I want to have good quality conversations with my children around the table. And in reality, it looked a lot like be quiet, eat your food, stop talking, eat, be quiet, eat. And I realized that's not what I wanted at all. And so I needed something simple enough for my little buddies to be able to participate where we could have conversation where we could practice listening. And so we do highs and lows and we go around and everybody says their high of the day and their low of the day and what feeling they felt with it. So we have a little feelings chart that they have like the kids have one and then the adults have the feelings wheel. So we'll just go around and name our feelings on that and that's really helped with their emotional vocabulary and getting us out of that my day was good or I felt happy like we're not using those words. You're going to we're going to expand a little bit more and reach down deep and figure out how you're really feeling. So.
0: That's great. So you do highs and lows. So you have a little bit of a structure and cause I would think 10, t- it's just 10 kids plus you and your husband. And often the babysitter. Okay. So, so 13 of too. y'all. Yes. <laughs> cause I would think there could be a lot of, A lot of talking and talking over and all of that. Yeah, I can't handle that.
1: Mm -hmm. Like I'm not very good with all the noise, which sounds kind of funny as I'm saying it out loud, but I don't do that well, like all the yelling and people trying to be heard. I want everybody to be heard in our home.
0: Mm -hmm. I want
1: them to know that they have a voice and that their voice
0: is valuable. So after all the highs and lows, what happens? That actually takes us the whole dinner time to get around (laughs) highs and lows doesn't seem
1: like it should but by that time normally people are done and they're like can I go now can I go now so
0: yeah it it takes us a minute to get around to everybody yeah so I like that so you have you said four anchors during the day kind of your personal time then lunch and then chore at five leading into dinner Mm -hmm. and then everyone goes their way yeah so or our older ones kind of have their own routine afterwards, but
1: our littler ones, we, you know, do the whole bath time, get ready for bed. And then we do, they all watch a show at night before they go to bed, which is not, that was one of my lessons in learning to let go and not comparing myself to others because Mm -hmm. in an ideal world, I would love to be sitting and reading with my kids every night and for them to all sit down quietly and listen to my story that I'm reading. And, um, especially right after we got the three, it was like this, the only way to make them hold still is to turn on a show just because there's so much energy in these little people. <laughs> so yes. I, I just kind of was like, well, we're doing that. So that's kind of what we've embraced as our own. And we figured out other ways to implement like story reading and things like that throughout our
0: day. So do your teens, are they involved with sports or any activities outside of the home? They are they're, They do scouting and baseball. So we've kind of limited it to two because
1: I know my limits and I don't like spending days in the car, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like you're really good at knowing your limits. Uh, Yes. We've had to work on
1: that because the the old me would have signed up for everything and wanted to be at everything. And now I'm like, nope, we're not, we're not doing that. We know, don't have the capacity for that. Like I can't come home and still be a good mom Mm -hmm. if I'm gone all day like that. So
0: When I'm talking to moms, I talk about having a Sunday startup is what I call it, like maybe taking 15 to 20 minutes. And, and I know you had your own words for it, but I call it like kind of those little treasures for you and make sure that there's something in your schedule that you would like to do. Tell me how you do that. You do something similar. Yeah.
1: So I focus kind of just on the self-care aspect of it. Of like, how am I going to... So it's just that question of what am I going to do for me this week? How am I going to take care of myself? And so that could be counseling, which isn't that romantic or, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) wonderful sounding. It's not like a massage or anything. Or it could be a massage or going to the chiropractor or going out with girlfriends. Like I I need to kind of feel out the week and see if I know that there's going to be triggering things throughout the week, if I'm going to have an art or like immediate school for our sped kids that may come with a lot of emotion depending on the child. And I may need to plan accordingly, like so creating a lunch space in there to go have lunch with a friend after that. And so I just kind of assess the week. Um, We call it rest and refresh at our house. And so that's the day that everybody has kind of a, we're starting out getting the house ready for our week, getting our calendars ready for the week, kind of setting expectations across the board of what everyone is expected to do and when they're expected to do it. And I also just kind of make sure that all of my calendars are aligned and that I have time in there for me and have time for my husband and
0: time for my kids. So Wow. So what are some of the other ways that moms could have more time for themselves? I think the number one would be to say no mm-hmm. and just to kind of guard that. And I think
1: the best thing to do to say no is to know what you value mm-hmm. and have a vision for your household. And once you have that, those no's come easier because somebody asks you to go do something at five o'clock at night, but you know, Hey, we have this routine. And if I don't do that, then my morning's going to be off my, you know, our evening's going to be off. Everything's going to kind of be off during that day. Then that's an easy no for me because I know that we, I really need to be
0: home kind of managing that time, you know? Mm -hmm. What other tips do you have for moms around meal planning that could be helpful for them? Mm, I love a good meal plan.
1: So, my first tip is have a meal plan. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be the same as anybody else's, but you just need a meal plan. So I love doing a good theme meal. Like we do theme meals in our house. So like Tuesday's taco Tuesday, Monday is our Pot night. So I have kind of according to our week of when stressful events are, when things happen. So Tuesday is kind of a stressful night because everybody has scouts and they need to be out the door. And so I just do something simple like tacos. And it doesn't have to be tacos. It could be taco salad or Taco with hard shells, or it could be fajitas, or something kind of in that genre. Mm -hmm. And how this helps is that when I go sit down to meal plan for my week, I know exactly what genre I'm looking at. So I'm not thinking of like the whole recipe book, but I've narrowed it down to like ten pages of my recipe book, you know. And that's just really helpful in taking out some of that like analysis paralysis where we just kind of freeze and we're like, I have no idea what to eat. And so I think that's a really great thing. I've also kind of fallen in love with emails. I don't know if you've seen the app for this or not, but it is, it's is—it's kind of changed my life and I should become a spokesperson for them because <laughs> I absolutely love it. It's so wonderful. So they have choices for you. So five meal choices for you and you can pick which ones you want and that automatically uploads the ingredients to your shopping app. So I'll pick out the meals, all the ingredients go over to my Walmart app and I can add them and then they're delivered and it takes a good 10 minutes to plan out my week and grocery shop for my week. Wow, It's amazing. That is amazing.
0: All right. So do you have any more tips for our moms listening?
1: I think just keeping it simple, know what you value and then keep it simple to that end. Because Mm -hmm. I think we get really distracted by everybody else and what everybody else is doing and things that different people are pushing. And it's hard to just stay focused and stay in your lane, but it's so worth it.
0: Yeah. Do you have a system in terms of how you spend time with your kids? Um, Depending on the week. I try to have,
1: or the month for that matter. I try to have things like I I know which one needs quality time and I know which one needs like affirmation and all of those things. So I know that each of them need quality time, but I kind of know their love languages and know how to pour into them in those times. And so one, it may be like just stopping what I'm doing and giving them the attention right then and playing a card game with them. Or it could mean that I'm like, we go out and go get donuts together. Like what, so just knowing your kids and being a student of your kids, I think is so important. So you know how to fill them up. And then you can also read when they're, they're really struggling too.
0: So it sounds like your husband is on board with all of this. He is. Yeah, he's great. Oh, that's wonderful. All right. So any last advice for the moms? Oh, well,
1: I have that care guide that I would love to share with you and your audience. It's a mama care guide. And, and it, we kind of talk through like how to figure out what's going to fill you up mm-hmm. and how to plan for that. And then how to ask and make a way to make it happen. So I would love,
0: love, love to share that with you. Cause I think it's so helpful and beneficial to know how to, how to fill mamas up. I I will definitely put it in my show notes. How could the moms find out more about you? Yeah. Mama systems on Instagram and Facebook
1: and my website is mamasystems.net.
0: Okay. You can find me there. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. This concludes this week's episode of How You're Parenting, Moms of Teens podcast. If this podcast has been helpful, I would absolutely love it. If you could go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review, this makes it easier for other moms like you to find the support and encouragement they need. Also, my award-winning, best-selling books, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict, Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, and my newest release book, Dial Up the Dream, Making Your Daughter's Journey to Adulthood the Best for Both of You. You can find both of these books wherever books are sold, and you can find other great resources and contact me at ColleenOGrady.com, and that has two L's and two E's.